0: In season four of Franchise Findings, we're gonna go through the 2022 data that we collected from franchise disclosure documents, FDDs, SBA franchise loans, franchise war conversations, and directly from franchisees themselves. So we'll give you an update on what franchises have emerged from the pandemic, like a phoenix, and which ones have really struggled and got hit hard during the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Stay tuned and don't forget to subscribe to our our podcast, as well as leave a review on Apple or Spotify. In today's video, I want to talk about two crucial numbers, two crucial dates that every franchise system has and that you really need to consider and, and understand the importance of, before you invest in that franchise concept. Now, first, number one is the founding year. When did that franchise system, most likely before they started franchising, begin to operate? Now, it could be a a brand that started in 1980 and they operated for 15 years as an independent company and they had 10, 15 corporately owned and managed locations and then they started franchising. You have brands that have grown 20 plus locations and then they start franchising, as well as some big brands like McDonald's that had very few corporately owned and managed locations, less than five, before they started to franchise their brand and bring in franchisees to run the day-to-day operations of that store, of that restaurant. So the founding year, when the business started, and then the year they started franchising. So both these dates we have at vettedbiz.com for thousands of franchises. And you can take a look at the FDD, the franchise disclosure document, and we'll give you this information of the founding year as well as the year they started franchising. Now, the year they started franchising, generally I, I like to see three years, four years, five years after the founding year. Why is that? because generally with businesses, it takes three years to work out a lot of the kinks until you really hit your stride, as well as ideally would have developed three, four, five locations. So it's not just that this location was a giant hit and that the owner is there day to day in the business, or even with two locations, the owner can be splitting his time between the two locations and people can be really purchasing that good or service because of a very charismatic owner. We need to see that the business model is able to replicate over multiple locations. And a big part of that is the franchisor generally needs time to see that the business model is able to expand before taking in basically other investors, other operators to run that business under that brand. So there are a lot of franchise concepts we see, especially abroad that enter the US market and effectively they started operating in the US in 2019 they started franchising the same year for me that's a big red flag as the foreign company whether it's a bakery from from france a pasta franchise from italy it should enter in with their own money in the u.s market understand the u.s consumer tweak their menu and and then bring in other investors that are going to be operating the business There's a lot of time it takes to really understand the consumer, whether you're coming from abroad to the United States or you're looking to enter in a different city or a different state. For example, a business that might be a big success in Florida might have difficulty entering the the main market given the consumer taste or purely because of uh, the weather and the climate is very different and the business needs to operate, needs to adjust to that market. Uh, We see this a lot too with um, franchises that are entering for the first time into Texas, into uh, South Florida, where there is a large uh, Latino population and many Spanish speakers, where before you enter in that set market, you need to really understand and, and probably translate Uh, a lot of the information that you provide the end consumer and potentially even the franchisee to Spanish, for example. So when you have that founding year and the year they started franchising compressed, where it's zero years, so they both started in 2019, or it's one year, two years, three years, the franchisor is basically using you, the franchisee, as the guinea pig and testing the market, testing the consumer, testing the marketing plan, all that, where I think that it really should be the franchisor that pretty much perfects the model and then licenses that model through a franchise agreement to a franchisee that then de risks the business for that franchisee. Franchisees are often going all in, investing a lot of their uh, liquid capital, taking loans, rolling over their retirement savings. So it's really important that you look at a franchise that ideally has a difference of five, six, 10 years from the time they've founded the business to the year that they started franchising that business. It is a red flag. If it's zero, one year evens a red flag. If it's two, three, four years, I'd say that's more of a yellow flag. And that's something to look into, talk to franchisees, bring up to franchisees, how the franchisor has been basically leveraging the knowledge from their corporate locations and then bringing that to franchisees, or if they're really just relying on their franchisees to really grow their brand, grow their business. So founding year, year they started franchising. If you're looking to get into a brand, those are two key dates that you need to know as an investor.